What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? This is Austin Cunningham with, as always, Justin Treese with another great episode planned out for you with NFL news for talking football here. Uh, yesterday, I spent the entire day moving. Why I decided to move the day of NFL cut day in the actual start of college football, I have no idea, but it's what I did. The beautiful part of it is I missed absolutely everything yesterday. And then when I sat down on my bed, I saw some breaking news. I was able to catch up on everything. I had nobody to talk to it about yesterday. I hardly got to tweet anything. But today, this is a beautiful part. I get to talk to you, Trees, and we get to sit here and talk football for the next hour and a half or so that we're actually going to be here. It might be a true hour and a half because I don't think we're going to cut anything out because we've gotten to the point where we trust ourselves, and I love it. So before we get into all the news that happened yesterday in the NFL, Trees, I want to know how you're doing, man. How was your weekend? Doing good, man. Today's been miserable. It was yard work Sunday, and let me tell you, it, it sucked. I was fixing up sprinklers, and of course, I cut the wires and just have water spraying everywhere. Oh, dude, it, it's been a mess. I, I was out doing yard work from like 9 a.m. to like 3 p.m. today. It was it was miserable, but oh. I've been looking forward to today <laughs> and, and this episode because, like you said, cut day was yesterday. A lot of people have already re-signed, plus we're doing our season previews. It's going to be a, an action-packed episode. 100%. So did you actually get to use your birthday present at Home Depot then? Yep. Did you do the yard work? <laughs> yep. 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 A couple of sprinkler heads, a couple of valves. Yeah, dude, it's been great. That's awesome. Hey, look at that. Jasmine planned it perfectly. So props to her there. And uh, let's get let's just get right on to this, dude. A lot of news happened. Several trades, several people released, people re-signing elsewhere. It was an exciting day in the NFL. Oh, less than a week before the season starts. So this is perfect. Uh, let's start right with the Texans and the Dolphins. The Texans were a very busy team yesterday. And one of their first moves we'll talk about here in a second. But their big one was getting offensive line help for their team. Sign trading for Laramie Tunsil and Stills. So they have another we receiving weapon, which is going to be at a point where it's unfair for them, honestly, against anyone they play. Deshaun Watson's got to be a happy guy, one of the best young left tackles in the league. He's about to get a massive contract, so good for him. They trade a fifth and a sixth rounder. Laramie Tunsil and Stills is what they get back, and they gave away two firsts in a second. Therese, what where are you at with this on being a good trade, a bad trade, the pros and cons of it? So the hard thing is, is they had their opportunities this entire offseason to get left tackles and offensive linemen help that where they didn't have to give up all of these picks. But in the end, like you said, Tunsil is one of the best left tackles. You're going to pay him a lot of money to stay there and protect Deshaun Watson, which is what's going to be key. So for me, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a terrible deal. I really don't. You're you're protecting your asset, and that's all that really matters. It is hard to believe that they kind of gave up more for Tunsil than the Bears gave up for Mac. But um, overall, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe a little rich for my blood, but I I can't fault it. Like I really can't. Like I'm just like yeah. I mean, you got you got what you wanted. Yep. Oh, so within the two first and the second, I don't know the exact years on it, 
It was a first this year, a first next year, and then the second rounder was it for this next year. So it's 2021. So it's a first in 2020 and then a first and second in 2021. Okay, so they at least have a second rounder this next year. So they can at least – that's where they're going to get their defensive guy most likely. And I don't know – I mean, I don't know who they trade to get back the first and second for the next year. I mean, maybe they just hope they're picking way up high and it's not going to matter anyways, you know. Yeah. But the Texans did a lot. They also went and traded for Hyde from Kansas City. Pretty surprising that Kansas City got anything out of it. They were able to get a promising left guard, I believe, um, a third, a former third-rounder who has, you know – Pretty good positional skills on getting on the outside edge. A good pulling guard. Andy Reid loves those for his offense. And I can see him coming in and honestly making an impact for the Chiefs at some point down the line because they're so transitional with their offensive linemen. Like, if you play left guard, they're going to see what you can do at left tackle and center. So, if you can play multiple spots, you're set in Kansas City. And that's honestly what Kansas City has. So, to add to that makes it very exciting for Chiefs fans, especially when you were probably going to release Carlos Hyde anyways. So the fact you got anything out of it's good. Um, then here's the big one. Jadavion Clowney gets traded to the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are losing Frank Clark this year, but then they go and trade for Clowney, and they also picked up a couple guys, which we'll get to here in a second, unless you want to talk about it now, Trees. But their defensive line, it recovered pretty well here the last week of the preseason. Yeah, absolutely did. The only bad thing is uh, they lost their defensive tackle to suspension for six games, so that's going to slow it down. But overall, man, this defense is its nasty. It's going to yeah. cause some problems in the NFC West. I, but, but sorry, I'm going to cut you off there. But overall, dude, like, Seattle just fucked Houston in this trade, man. Like, 100%. 100%. Shit. A third rounder, and they get and backup like linebackers, like it was so weird. And not only that, like if so, Seattle supposedly promised they're not going to franchise tag Clowney. They made like this gentleman's agreement. So even if they lose him, they get a third rounder back because he goes to another team. So they literally gave up nothing, and then out of the seven million dollar or However many, I can't remember the exact numbers, but Houston is paying like 75% of his salary or something like that. 60% of his salary this year. Yeah, because I think it was $15 million. The Houston paid $7 million of it, and they only have to pay $8 million left. Oh, okay. So they're only paying like $40 million, sorry, or 40%-ish. Yeah. Okay. I had that. I had that. those two backwards. But either yeah. way, man, you're paying 50% of his salary this year? It's For just free? nuts. I, I just I don't understand what where the Texans were within that mindset. Like you have Jadeveon Clowney, a former number one pick, and you essentially got backup linebackers. Where I feel like a linebacker may be one of your strongest positions on your team. I mean, I feel like you have a lot of athletic guys at that position. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know what they're doing there. At least they got offensive lineman help. If anything, that's going to be key. And you added another weapon to your receiving core. So good for them in that aspect of things. The AFC South, I don't know if it got any stronger with that for the Texans. I mean, we've you're, you're very adamant on saying, hey, they won the division last year. But, man, the Jaguars dealt with a lot last year. I mean, it was really the, the defense being like, you know what? 
we're tired of this. We're tired of our quarterback. Yeah, and I know sure. you've kind of defended that in a sense on like, well, they're still one of the best defenses. But I think it's pretty fair to say like Fournette was not in the right state of mind last year. He was, you know, dealing with things. I don't know exactly what was going on. It just it wasn't a good look. And then the defense was just pissed at the quarterback and he wasn't doing anything to help them. It's just it was a mess there. So really the AFC South is very much still in the air. Yes. Devon Clowney going to Seattle with their defensive line. That mixes up the NFC West even more. It's not a guarantee for the Rams anymore because the Seahawks look out, dude. I feel like they're gonna be making some noise. And I can't wait to talk about them here in our predictions because I think they're gonna be making a lot of noise, just like their fans do. With as the second, let me rephrase that. The sec let me repeat, excuse me, the second loudest stadium in the National Football League. Arrowhead's number one. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> nothing, 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 nothing. I, to- I totally agree with you. I- I'm okay. with you. Um, All right. I'm with you. So I didn't I'm, I'm just not going to get spot. into it. I, I've gotten into it with Seahawks fans in the past, like before the whole talking football thing even started. So I'm just not even going to get into it with Seahawks fans. Okay. That's understandable. Let's let's move on then. Do we? Let's just stick with Seattle here in their defense. Ja'Kai Polite gets released by the Jets. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is that was that really shocking to you? That was very shocking to me. I know there was reports that he had done bad in camp, but like, do you give up on a dude just because he had one bad camp? He's a third round pick from this year. Well, when you're the Jets, this is what I heard um, before the draft, and I did hear this from a very trusted source. I'm not going to say any names. It's not the obvious guy that you're thinking of who I went with. It really, it really wasn't from him. It was someone else that we were in conversation with, and I overheard it. And as soon as the person said it, they looked at me, and they said, don't put this on social media or do any of that stupid shit because this is not to be said. And I was like, uh, okay. So now he's been released and signed with the Seahawks. Coming out of Florida, it was huge on like, hey, this guy doesn't really want to play football. Like, he just doesn't seem to have that mindset. He's very lackadaisical. He's lazy, shows up late. And that's exactly what happened with the New York Jets. He got fined thousands, over a thousand dollars. I don't know if it was thousands, but it was at least over the one K mark of being fined for absence, showing up late to meetings, not being present on things, like lack of like lack of focus. And the Jets are like, hey, we're trying to change, you know, the culture here. And we already have a pretty good set of defensive linemen with the Williams guys. We got Jamal Adams in the back. We just overpaid for a linebacker. I think we're okay in the department of releasing a third rounder who's going to come in here and kind of disrupt things and not be on the same page of where we're at. And Seattle's going, hey, we got patience over here. We're fine. Boy, we'll take a third rounder. We'll make it happen. And I feel like this is good for Polite as well because he's going to go from literally one side of the country all the way to the other and go, damn, like this is real. This is the NFL. I just, I was a third rounder. Thought I was pretty set. I could do whatever I wanted, and they let me go. Like, this is the business side of it. So him going to Seattle where they have patience, I believe – I don't know their defensive line coach, but damn, he's got to be a pretty good one because every guy that goes into Seattle does damn well. So I think that's a good fit for, for both sides, honestly. I totally agree. Pete Carroll will get that dude ready. He will get him all excited and juiced up, man. So I think it was, a, like, a perfect spot for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, two, the two that I thought was like, okay, these are perfect spots – were Seattle and the Chargers. Those are the I'm glad he didn't go to the Chargers. Because Gus Bradley could have got him ready as well. 
He failed as a head coach with Jacksonville, but the dude is an amazing defensive mind. And when he's focused just on that, and he can get guys juiced. Like all the guys in Jacksonville still love him. Like Jalen Ramsey still talks to him all the time. All the linebackers do that were drafted during his time. So, I mean, didn't win ball games as a head coach, but overall, great coach. <laughs> Uh, on the defensive side, at least. Uh, let's move on. We talked about yep. it a little bit right at the start, and that's the LaShawn McCoy news. It's your team, so I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you handle this one. Yeah, so first off, he's not going to be coming in as a lead guy. I mean, he's, he's past that aspect of his career. But going back and looking at him play with Buffalo, he had no help with the offensive line. I mean, there were a majority of his carries was as soon as the ball was handed off to him, he was literally spinning away from a, a defensive tackle, a defensive end, a blitzing corner. It was like every time he touched the ball, he had to make at least one or two guys miss. And then instead of losing six or seven yards, he would lose one or two. Instead of gaining no yards, he would gain two or three. And I don't think that's what Kansas City is necessarily missing but it adds to their offense. You know what I mean? We saw that a little bit with Damian Williams last year when he took over after Kareem Hunt. But that's what Hunt excelled in. I mean, that guy was always falling forward. You know what I mean? He was always putting his shoulder down, gaining those extra yards, or bouncing off a tackle and going. With Shady McCoy, I don't think it's going to be a lot of contact. It's going to be a lot of whoop, whoop, see you later. I'm getting an extra four or five yards. And then in the scheme of Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes and Damian Williams on one side and Darwin Thompson – Holy crap, dude. Running back by committee is looking pretty in Kansas City. And they only signed up for a one-year, $4 million contract. That's a good deal. Three of it guaranteed, an extra million in incentives if he hits it. That's a hell of a, st- like, that's a, hell of a deal. I, I'm happy for it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was excited. The moment I heard the news, like I said, I sat down on my bed. It was like, Dean, LaShawn McCoy to sign with Kansas City. I was like, huh, well, that's pretty freaking interesting. Can't wait to have him here. And Patrick Mahomes was clearly excited about it. I know the defense was excited about it. Darren Lee tweeted, um, going to be a lot of broken ankles this next season. So that's really exciting to see from defenders, especially from a guy that was just with New York and played against them twice a year for the last couple of years. But McCoy in Kansas City, with that scheme, a set offensive line, Andy Reid back as your head coach, an MVP quarterback, knowing that you don't have to take, you don't have to carry the entire workload with Damian Williams and Darwin Thompson behind you. It's going to be an exciting year, dude. And Kansas City's offense just got even more, just got even scarier. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that it's awesome for them. More, more weapons and everything. And when we go to fantasy purposes, I would now be upset if I had drafted Damian Williams, <laughs> and because uh, that's a, it's going to be a three-headed monster. That's that's the thing, right? Like, there's not a lot of teams that have just like one bell cow anymore. Usually, it's two guys. That's kind of how the NFL is for the most part. But when you get to three guys, man, it's it it gets it's a headache. You're you're trying to figure out like, okay, this guy's good against these these type of teams. These guys against these type of teams, and you're like trying to figure that stuff out. So, fantasy purposes, upsetting. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I had no shares in Damian Williams, so it doesn't matter to me. But um, overall, dude, I thought it was awesome. You and I talked about this this morning. More than it's good for the Chiefs, I think it's just more bad for the Chargers. Because I really thought that he was going to go to the Chargers. Sounds like they offered him almost identical contract. Yep. But he just chose Kansas City to be with Andy Reid again. 
which is which is awesome. And then speaking of the Chargers, let's just get into this. Melvin Gordon definitely heard the news. <laughs> he he tweeted, "Okay, shit's getting real." Um, I saw him like quote tweet that from Adam Schefter after he said that he had signed with the Chiefs, but Schefter didn't mention in that one that he had a similar deal for the Chargers. So I don't know if he was saying like, "Okay, shit's getting real." Kansas City's like really like the team, or if he was like, "Okay, shit's getting real." I know an offer was made by my team. I definitely want out. Yeah. If so, you are the Chargers, do you really go ahead? I'm going to wait on that question. What were you about to say? Okay. So, yeah, the way this worked out was they got re- as soon as he got released, uh, McCoy, it was like within an hour after that, it got reported that the Chargers said, okay, Gordon, you can go and seek a trade. And I think they did that because. Deep down, I think they truly believed that they were going to sign McCoy. And I think they were going to be like, there you go. Like, we're going to show you, right? And then about an hour ago, it got reported that they put their GM came out, Chargers GM came out and said, yeah, all co- contract talks are on hold until after the season. Season starting, we're not we're not dealing with it. He can either show up or he, or he doesn't. Like, that's, that's where we're at. So. Wow, I missed that part. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't show up till week 10. I don't know. Who knows what happens? Wow. Wow, that's wild. Uh, My question was going to be, if you're Gordon, what do you do? Do you go play or do you really request a trade? And then who is going to be trading for him? Who? Yeah, I think I think he's going to get a reality check when him and his agent go out and nobody says that they want to offer Anything like first round picks for him. I think it'll be a reality check for him. Realistically, I mean, where are some landing spots? Do you think Seattle would be interested? I feel like that'd be a no. good spot. No, dude. They love Carson. And with them not trading Penny to Houston, they clearly still believe in Penny. There's no way that they go after him. Buffalo, if Singletary doesn't work out. I mean, that Buffalo is just a weird situation. Yeah. It's just yeah, that's too weird for me. I just, I, I think they 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 want to stick with Singletary for a little bit for sure. Uh, let's see here. I mean, the Colts are going to be a big one that everybody says, even though I know they love Marlon Mack, so I don't mm-hmm. think that they're going to go after him. That's why they didn't go after Bell hard. <laughs> um, just going down this list, dude. See, that's the problem. There's not very many teams. The Tampa Bay. Right, like Tampa Bay is probably oh, like that's that's probably one that Arians probably wants him really bad because of the, his play style, a lot like David Johnson. Mm-hmm. Dude, other than that, man, there's not a lot of teams looking for running backs, especially when you like the running back by committee. I mean, you're always gonna have that one back that catches the ball out of the backfield well, and then you're gonna have your bruiser and third down back. Yep. And that was kind of the nice thing about like with the thing with Kansas City is you have three elusive guys that can catch the ball and block and run between the tackles. Like those guys are not going to be scared to do it. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's kind of a weird situation there for Gordon. Yeah. Speaking of another running back though, Zeke, uh, I don't know if I missed something or if I misread it, but it looks like a deal might already be in place. I mean, if you have more information on that, please go. Yeah, so this morning I saw that a deal had been agreed upon, and then they kind of backtracked and said, oh, there's still a little bit more work to be done. 
but they're saying that they would be absolutely shocked if he's not in the facility on Tuesday. So, it's amazing what happens once game checks start getting into question, right? Like, when you start actually losing money, <laughs> guys sometimes, you know, and, and again, we don't know the deal of this contract. Maybe he, maybe they convinced it, Dallas to become the highest paid guy. But I still think that he's going to be second. I just think it'll be closer to uh, girly money. But maybe, maybe they do surpass it with guaranteed money overall. Who knows? But sounds like it's going to get done within the next like twenty four hours, forty eight at the most. And he'll Dang, be ready. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, he'll be ready for week one. And it look it sounds like he's in better shape now than he was last year and the year before. Yeah, he's down to like two twenty, which was his rookie year. He was with Marshall Falk for like ten days in Cabo and working mm-hmm. him out. And Marshall Falk came out was like, "Dude, I did some of my hardest workouts that I ever did." that usually no player can get through and Zeke got through it without a problem. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 That, he's taking over the league again, dude. And it's going to be, it's going to be hard for the Cowboys to be like, all right, you know, maybe, maybe we move on from this guy. Yeah. And, and now their offensive line is healthy. Frederick is back. Uh, Zach Martin's getting back from that injury that he had during uh, training camp. Dude. They're back, and it, yeah, it's going to be scary for sure. It's going to be a nice three-headed monster if Dak continues to perform. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got here? The storyline guy from the Oakland Raiders, who we all thought was going to make the team, I really still kind of don't understand why he didn't. It looked like he was making plays during the preseason, had a decent relationship with Carr, at least enough to make some noise. I mean, a big threat like that, a big-bodied guy from Oakland, Literally been the main story in Hard Knocks because they can't seem to find Josh Jacobs anywhere. They can't seem to find any other rookies, just the undrafted one. And they release him, and Jacksonville goes, hey, we got a spot right here. We'll take a big body receiver. We got enough speed, guys. Let's add, a, let's add some height and you know, talent with Chris Conley here, and let's see, what we can, let's see what we can do with it. Yeah, when that news broke this afternoon, I, I was very excited. So he did sign to the practice squad. Um, I'm hoping that within the next week or two, they promote him and release Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole is just not very good. He had a breakout year in 2017, 2018, besides the awesome one-handed catch week two against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He had a very disappointing year and he's been non-existent this year in preseason. So I would much rather take Doss and just have that flyer because we already know what Keelan Cole is. Yep. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Exciting to see what he can do in Jacksonville. I mean, we know Nick Foles loves those big receivers. We saw it with Alshon Jeffrey in Philadelphia. That could be a dangerous setup for Jacksonville moving forward. Yep. What else do we got here, man? I'll let you take over from here. Yeah, Jeff Wilson for the 49ers running back. He was always kind of number three last year. He got released by the Niners yesterday. I have yet to see if he's signed anywhere. Uh, so I apologize if he has, but last I looked, he had not. I thought that was just a little surprising with the McKinnon news of him going on IR. I just kind of thought they would stick with three guys, especially with Brita's injury history of him always just be, it feels like he's always nicked up, but, uh, Wilson, he, I mean, that kid has some talent. He had an awesome 50 yard run 
like last week in preseason that I thought would solidify himself in that, to that role, but guess not. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser, your guy, you talked about him quite a bit this preseason. He got released and the Raiders picked him up on waivers this morning. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good spot for him. I mean, he's already learned from Aaron Rodgers. We've definitely seen him develop in Green Bay. He looks a lot smoother. He looks a lot more confident in his decision-making in Green Bay. So for him to go to Oakland, I think that's a good fit with Gruden. And I think Gruden's really going to like him, too. He's got a strong arm. We saw that plenty at Notre Dame. I, I'm going to say this. I have a feeling that this is going to be Derek Carr's last year in Oakland. I don't think he makes it to Vegas. I know he bought a house next to Gruden, but the chemistry and the conversations that we have seen on Hard Knocks, I don't think that's because cameras are there. I think Gruden really just doesn't like Derek Carr. I think he really does like Nathan Peterman because he sees some promise there. I mean, yes, he knows that's not going to be a starting quarterback because it's still between him and Glennon. But with Deshaun Kaiser coming in, I think Gruden's really going to fall in love with him. And if Derek Carr does not match up to the hype of his offense and what Carr wa- or what Gruden wants, I think he moves on from him. And I'm, I will back myself up here. Just if he does make it to Vegas, it's going to be one year. It's going to be a one and done in Vegas, and then that's going to be it. That's that's where I'm at with Derek Carr with Deshaun Kaiser going. I think that means a lot more for the Raiders and some people may be putting stock into. But I just think for the Raiders to be adding a backup quarterback with that talent and understanding, I think Derek Carr's time is on a very, very short string. If they were going to look for a quarterback, this is a year. There, There's a solid four, four or five guys that you could argue should be first-round picks this year. Obviously, mm-hmm. that'll change by the time uh, the season ends usually. But as of right now, there's five right now that are – Really talked about it a lot. Yep. So we'll see. Gruden will probably fall in love with one of them. Yeah. And it'll probably be the wrong one because that's what he seems to do. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. What else we got? David Seals. Uh, he got released. The wide receiver out of West Virginia. He got released. Who, did, who drafted him? Uh, the So he went undrafted, but then he signed with the Bills. That's right. Yeah. So just a big body dude. Uh, a lot of you guys, if you guys don't know him, was a high school recruit, like a big high school quarterback recruit, sorry, signed with USC like when he was like 12 or 13 and then ended up backing out and whatnot. But uh, so I not that I expected him to make the team, but a lot of people just know who he is. So I thought it was worth mentioning there. Yeah, absolutely. Drew Locke, dude, he's on IR. So he can still come back after six weeks, but... Apparently, the thumb injury is a little bit worse than what was originally reported. I think some of it is, yeah, you know, the thumb injury is there. That's going to be the reason you put him on the IR. I think another one is just to shut down any possibility of him playing this season. I think the Broncos are really set on, hey, he's not ready to play in the NFL. He's not playing at all this year. Let's put him on IR and let's just roll with it. I think that's kind of where they're at. Because, I mean, if Joe Flacco goes hurt, I honestly don't know who any of the other backups are in Denver besides Drew Locke. So if if Flacco does get hurt, well, I guess we'll just go with the rookie here, and that's just going to be awful, and that's going to ruin his career like that. I mean, that'll be the end of Drew Locke in Denver because he's not. I mean, he's not ready for the NFL. He's really not, and they don't have the play calling in Denver either 
to help him. I mean, last year was a huge mix of we're going to run the ball, but we're doing well running. Okay, now let's try to throw. And then you completely go away from that. Or it's, hey, we're going to throw. Okay, we're doing good at that. Let's get the run game in. And then it completely just offsets everything. So Denver last year offensively was a mess. And if Flacco gets hurt and you put Drew Locke in that situation, it's not going to be good. Yeah, but I the only reason I would disagree here is if he's on IR, he can't practice. So you'd want this dude being able to practice if you don't think he's ready. If you can't. I, I feel like that sets him back a little bit. So when I heard Vic Fangio talk about him, it wasn't his playing ability. It was the mental aspect of it, okay. like seeing things. So maybe not practicing and maybe yeah. giving him the opportunity to be like, okay, I can't practice and just be like, oh, I can make this throw. It's let me learn the mental side of the game. Let me break everything down. Let me get more of an NFL understanding on my reads and stuff, because that was something he had to progress with a lot at Mizzou too. There were a lot of stories of him walking around with uh, the VR thing. What is it called? You put them over your eyes and you can see it. What's that animation thing called? It's a VR. VR. Okay. It is VR. So there were a lot of reports that he would wear that a lot in the facility, like to try and see the field from a quarterback aspect and read defenses better. I think that kind of helped transition his game a little bit. And if he has an opportunity to do it in Denver, that's going to be good for him. And that's going to be good for Denver too. Because, yes, he has the arm talent. He has the strength. He just needs to keep his feet underneath him, not Jay Cutler back foot it, and then understand what his progressions are and make those reads correctly. And being placed on IR and only having to focus on the mental side of it, I think that it helps him. Okay, that's fair. All right, last two. Greg Robinson released today. From the Browns. Thought that was a little ironic because all last season and all this offseason, we've heard how Greg Robinson's back and how the Browns <laughs> fixed him, but apparently not. So that was that's <laughs> funny. And then the last one, Demarius Thomas, released for from the Patriots. Reports are that he is already in talks with the Broncos to maybe having a little reunion there. And that would be really good for them. Corlin Sutton. Saunders or Emmanuel Sanders, and you know, you have Thomas. Those are some pretty good weapons for Flacco. I, I those are going to be more receiving weapons than he ever had in Baltimore outside of Aquan Bolden. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And yeah, when he had Bolden and Crabtree, but yeah, and then obviously he also has Noah Fant as well. So he's got the, the tight end weapon as well. Yep. And Jake Butt, if he can stay healthy, I think he's hurt again, but yes, yeah, shocker. Uh, Joe Hayden, news just broke. He signed an extension with, with the Steelers. Um, looks like he got a two-year, $22 million extension, including a $16.8 million signing bonus. That is from Adam Schefter. That's huge wow. for the Steelers because they need to lock down secondary players because that's where they're hurting at the most. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's that's big. That's a big-time contract for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yep. Cool. So that's kind of the quick recap, obviously. Way more guys got released, obviously. <laughs> 40, 40 guys on every team basically got released. So, But we couldn't go through it all. Those were the ones that stood out to us most. If you guys want to hear about anybody else, just reach out to us. We will uh, look into it, and we'll get, to you. we'll get to it next episode. 100%. Dude, lead us into the season preview because I know you're stoked about this. I am, but I'm, I'm going to bring up two things real quick. All right. <laughs> so one – Miles Jack got an extension this weekend. Yeah, how did the how the hell did we skip that? Yeah, get into yeah, 
it's all there. Your team here. We're going we're going opposite on our rundown, so that's my fault. But that's huge, man. I I've been vocal on this, thinking that saying that I thought he would be the odd man out. So <clears throat> he became the third highest paid linebacker in the league, which was great. And honestly, it was less than what I thought. It was like fifty seven million mm-hmm. over four years. Uh, it was less than what I thought he was going to make, so that's why I thought he was going to be the odd man out. So <clears throat> a lot of people are worried here that, okay, that now means either Jalen or Yannick are gone. And I get that I get that worry, right? Because if you're looking at it at high level, like the Jags are like negative $19 million in cap space mm-hmm. heading into next year. So I get that, right? Like negative $19 million, that's really bad. It's like, bottom five in the NFL, right? Mm -hmm. But they managed it very well. So let me just run through a scenario here on how we can get a Jalen extension and a Yannick Ngakwe franchise tag heading into next year. How did you, how did you figure this out? Like, what did you do to like, run me through the process, teach me how you did this. So if anyone else is listening, that was wondering, wow, I wonder how we figured that out. Kind of run us through that too. So you can just go onto websites um, and figure out, you can just look at guys' contracts and then there's a dead money section there as well. So you release a guy and then you take on that dead money. So mm-hmm. for example, if it's a $10 million contract and it's 5 million dead money, that means you're still saving $5 million, right? It's You save mm-hmm. $10 million, but then you take on $5 million. So you, it's honestly kind of basic math is what you do. But you just go to their websites like – there's so many sites that have everybody's contracts on what's left. So, yeah. So that's how I did it. So, like I said, they're like negative, like 19 million ish, 19 to 20 heading into next year. Um, so Marcel Darius next year, $20 million. That's what he's supposed to get paid next year. He only has $2.5 million in dead money. You literally save, like $18 million if you just release him. Just like that, right? You're almost you're almost in the clear. Like you're almost in the green after one release. Let me let's be clear though. I think that they tried to just restructure his contract because he loves it in Jacksonville. He says that like he feels like how he was like early in um Buffalo days. Jeez, I couldn't mm-hmm. think of where it was. Uh, Buffalo days. So I think that they find a way to get him just like on like one of those five or six million dollar contracts for one year. Not, you know, so it, it might be skewed there. But let's just say, OK, there's there's that contract, right? Twenty million dollars. Another one. I don't think they make this deal, but just going through, I was just trying to figure out where to save the most money. A.J. Boye supposed to make eleven point five million next year four four million in dead money. You release him, that's another $7.5 million saved. Just like that. I'm going to start going over a little quickly here. So, no, uh, you're good, dude. Brandon Linder, the center, who I love. I think he is awesome, right? He's supposed to make $8 million in 2020, but he's, he's yet to be able to stay healthy an entire season. Like, he just can't do it. And his dead money is zero. You literally save the, all $8 million if you release him. Just like that. I still think that they try to find a way to honestly I could see them releasing him and then rebringing him back because I think that he'll realize that his money just isn't there. Um, let's see. DJ G, DJ Hayden. He's supposed to make six million dollars next year. 
It's $1.6 million dead money. So you're saving another $4.5 million there. Uh, Jake, Jake Ryan, they signed him this offseason, uh, $5.5 million. He's yet to practice. I mean, this is the easiest cut you can do. <laughs> you, you signed him, and he's yet to practice. So that's been cool. Uh, it's $250,000 of dead money there. So you're saving over $5 million there. Marquise Lee, if all these young receivers end up doing what they want, you save like his contract like for like $5.3 million next year. It's three point five. million dead money. So you, honestly, you're not even saving 2 million there. It's like 1.5, 1.75. So whatever. Um, Avery Jones, maybe they release him. Uh, he's supposed to make 4 million. Dead money is zero. So you'd save the full 4, mil, 4 million there. And then Clayus Campbell. I don't think they're going to release him at this point. I think they just need to restructure his contract and just try to figure out how you can save more money there. Maybe save another like six, six or $7 million right there. So, and I know I didn't add it all up there, but overall, like if you add all that up, it's roughly like 45 to $50 million. Wow. Just like that. And like, those are guys that you can be like, yeah, you can, you can live without those guys. Like the, yeah. none of those guys are like, holy shit, we can't live without them. AJ Boye. Yeah, probably Darius. You want to keep him, but you can live without that defensive tackle if you need to. Those were going to be the two that I asked well, you. About. Those were the two. Right. And so I, Boye, you would hope Boye would be like, hey, like I've made my money the last four years. Like I'll still make a fair amount this year. Maybe I'm just not making the $12 million, right? And maybe mm-hmm. something like seven or $8 million. Maybe not though. Like guys got to look out for number one. But overall, man, like that $50 million, you can get Jalen onto a contract and you can franchise tag Yannick for one year on with that money. How old is Boye? He'll be 29 next year. So it's getting about that time. Do you think they keep him one more year? I mean, is there any way they keep him one more year if they're having that much room left over? I would hope so because, I mean, like their, their DB room, but I mean, their cornerback room besides those two is ugly. It's really bad. Yeah. They, would need, they would need to find somebody else. That's why I kind of think that that's one that I pro- shouldn't be said, but I had to do <laughs> it. It was the most – it was one of the top savings. Yeah. So – um, but overall, man, like just like that, like that's why a lot of people, and I know one of your good friends always says it, salary cap is fake. It is fake. Like you can get out of situations so easily. Like you just need to look at contracts. There are a lot of smart people. Like John is Isaac um, is the Jaguars like financial guy. He used to be the Jets GM, and yeah, he was really bad at like finding players. But he's a genius when it comes to contracts, like being able to manage like when guaranteed monies are coming and how to like save money. So, you know, like, OK, if we have a good draft class here, we can get rid of these free agents at this point on their fourth year so we can get their second contracts done like that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy when you think about like everything that goes into it. It really is. Yeah. So anyways, long story short, good for Miles Jack. That's awesome. I'm pumped. Now I don't have a son named Miles for no reason. <laughs> Next four years, I'm good. <laughs> uh, we're good for now. Good for now. We're good for uh, now. Other, let's get this last topic, and then we'll head into our season preview. Uh, we had someone reach out to us over Twitter going, hey, we see other podcast listeners have a nickname. 
what about us? Why, like, why don't our listeners have a nickname? I don't, you know, I'll just be upfront with this. I don't want to be the one to decide this. I want this to be something that takes place naturally. I want it to be something that you guys decide together as a collective group, because you guys are going to be the one that unite on that. And then we all grow with it. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the one to be like, I don't want to, I don't want it to feel forced. I don't want it to be something that we try to control something we do. I mean, you guys are going to be the ones that make this show. You guys are the ones that keep us going. You know, you're going to be the ones that keep us in line. If we say something stupid or make a prediction and we're wrong, honestly, expect to hear it from you. I mean, don't be, you know, don't be a total douchebag about it, but, you know, definitely let us know. So, yeah, with the, with the nickname for our listeners and our followers, we want you guys to pick that yourselves. We don't want that to feel forced. We don't want it to be like, oh, we have to be this one. This one sounds better. Let you guys hash that out yourselves, and hell, we'll roll with it. You know, well, that's that's where I'm at with it. Totally. And the the follower that asked us that is Kevin Williams. You can find him at KP Will ninety six. Dude, why don't you lead the charge here? You come up with it, man. Like, tell it. Give us your best ones. I know that you sent us a few. I think you're being funny on some of them, but like, just send us your your top your top two or three. Like, let's see what other people do. We'll we'll make it a poll and we'll figure it out. So damn, there we go. Good question though, Kevin. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's cool to be at this point before we've even done one NFL season and we have our listeners wanting to be recognized. So thank you so much. And Kevin, dude, if you have any questions or any thoughts or predictions, let us know because we would love to talk to you about it. Because I yes, our podcast name is Talking Football. And the reason that it is is because it's what we love to talk about. It's what we do. When we text each other, it's not like Hey, how your day's been? It's like, hey, did you see this? Uh, no, tell me about like, and then it has to get to a point of like, okay, shut up. We need to save it for the podcast because this is pretty good conversation. And it's been frustrating Teresa a lot. <laughs> Especially <laughs> with that last Jaguars topic. He tried saying something earlier and I was like, dude, stop. Like, I love it, but no. Like, he's just, we have to talk about it on the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to say about the Jaguars situation too? Uh, no, I think we're good at this point. We'll talk about it more during this season preview. Oh, here we go. And let's get right on into it. Do you want to lead into it or do you want me to? Or are we already there? Let, let's just do it. Let's go. Okay. All right. So, do you want to start out with our division winners or the awards? Let's do the division winners because that's really going to set up the awards. I mean, that's how it goes anyways, right? We don't I, know the awards till after the Super Bowl pretty much. I agree. Okay. All right. So let's, just like always, lead in with the AFC East because I'm so original. <laughs> Uh, who do you got? Uh, it's pretty obvious. The boys in Boston, man. The boys in Boston. Yep. Okay. I'm with you on that one. Okay. So we both have the Patriots winning the AFC East. Let's go AFC West. I mean, we have a bet on this. Is that bet still on or did you cut it off? Well, let's get into that. So. <laughs> You're so, scared. You're that bet, scared. That bet that has- so that bet has to be off because we talked about, we talked about injuries being a key thing, right? Darwin James is got Darwin James. I said Darwin, Darwin James. Like, you're like, who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, Derwin James is out for two months. At least their left tackle is out for six weeks minimum. And now Gordon is gone. I mean, the team that I thought could compete just lost their best defensive player, their star running back, and their star left tackle. 
Yeah, I don't, feel, I don't feel confident anymore. Do you know who this sounds like? The Chargers. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> does sound like Every fucking year. Every year. And everyone's like, the Chargers are going to win the AFC West. Go Chargers. The Chargers are the team to beat. Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Season happens. <laughs> so you're picking the Chiefs, obviously. 100%. Yes. God damn it. I fucking hate saying this. Yeah, go ahead. I have the Chiefs winning the AFC West. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, oh. really, I mean, they're literally supposed to be going to the, they're supposed to win the Super Bowl this year. I know. And if they but... don't, it's going to be a very disappointing year, and I'm going to cry. I legit think that the Chargers can be the better team with all those, with the three guys that I just mentioned, though. That's what yes. I Yes. And it... honestly, if the left tackle, Okung, was healthy and Derwin James was healthy, even with the Gordon thing, I still think I would have picked the Chargers. Yeah, but when you lose two All-Stars, I mean, you literally lose all pro and pro bowls. Yeah, exactly. Right? I, mean, it, it, I can't feel comfortable with it. I just can't. And I need to make this known. I really do like the Chargers. Like, I, I really, I don't know what it is. Like, I can't, I cannot hate them. I get scared playing them because I always know it's going to be a good game. And the Chiefs have won, like, the last eight or nine, except for the last one at the end of the year. But I do like the Chargers. I really like Phillip Rivers, and I've made that known here. I mean, when I did an off-season report on them, I was I spoke very highly of the Chargers for good reason. But this is what happens every single year. And I would not be surprised at some point during the season someone else goes down. It's just yeah. it, what, it's what happens, and it's so frustrating because they have so much talent in Phillip Rivers – is is he's the man i mean he really is and he's a cool dude so the chiefs are winning the afc west afc south go ahead jaguars i they're set there's leonard fournette like i have them over the texans and if you don't i'm gonna be kind of annoyed with you because their defensive line is scary you like we've already talked about their corners holy shit the linebacker miles jack I mean, you get Telvin Smith back next year. Holy, I mean, you guys literally have one of the best defenses in the league on paper and talent-wise. Like, you guys are set. And then on offense, you added a Super Bowl MVP. You drafted an offensive lineman that has, like, high potential. You have speed at receiver. You added Chris Conley. I mean, DJ Shark and D.D. Westbrook are going to erupt this year with a fucking quarterback. Like, when you have a tight end that can't throw the ball past 40 yards... Yeah, D.D. Westbrook and D.J. Shark look like shit. Well, they're never open. Well, you can't get open when you just sprinted 20 yards and you're about to hit another 20 and you got to come back five. I mean, that just doesn't – it doesn't work. So now that you have a guy that literally just loves to throw the ball, the Jaguars are going to be a scary team, dude. And Leonard Fournette, that is the key piece. He what, he exiled himself for three weeks. Is that what it was? Was that the number? Yeah. For three weeks, this dude was like, I'm doing this to myself. That's huge. Like, yeah. holy shit. And you're coming back into an NFL season ready to go after your rookie season performance. Last year was a hiccup. Of, that was a giant bump in the road. You know, whatever you want to call it. Dude, I'm, I'm scared of the Jaguars. Like, I think they're winning that division big time. I'm also picking, picking the Jags. Okay, thank you. We're three for three. I don't like us being three for three, but I, all your reasons are exactly why. I just 
I think that Tunsil does help out that offense for Houston, which is what scares me. But not having Clowney on the other side, that defense just doesn't scare me as much. No. And so I think that like it kind of is a, a wash. Like, okay, your offense may be a little bit better, but your defense is worse. So like, it is what it is, right? It's like it's wishy washy. So uh, I don't feel con- like super confident in it. So um, I know we're not really going into like wins totals. But right now, I have the Jags at nine and seven, and Houston at eight and eight. That's where I have them. I have the Jags at probably ten or eleven games. Yeah, you have a lot more confidence than I do, and I, I love it. I hope you're right, but that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Yep. All right, AFC North. This is where we're gonna differ. Yep. Uh, I'm picking the Steelers. I you think are- they got a lot of young talent. I think their defensive line's better than a lot of people are giving credit for. Their linebackers are developing. The only concern is maybe corner two and a safety. Other than that, their offensive line is one of the best in the league. Seriously. I mean, how many pro bowlers do you have? They're all pros. Your receivers and James Washington looks stellar. That's your replacement of Antonio Brown outside of J.J. Smith-Schuster. Vance McDonald, as your tight end, is developing. And Big Ben, the best deep ball throw in the league, is still on your team. And you have Mr. Two First Names, James Connors, in the backfield. Who's dominating in preseason and everything. Yes. He looks great. Yep. I like that pick. I'm still going with the Ravens. <laughs> so, I think, I really think that this offense is going to be better than what everybody gives it credit for. I know everybody hates Lamar Jackson, blah, 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 blah. He still wins ball games. The defense is still going to be good. Yes, they lost C.J. Mosley. They got a better leader in Earl Thomas. They did. They're, they have the best overall DB room in the NFL. They have the mm-hmm. best DB room. They're, this team just knows how to like breed defensive linemen. Like they, are, they find them anywhere. Find them on the street, grocery <laughs> store. It doesn't matter. They're at a gas station, and they're like, hey, guy walking down the street, you want to play some football? I'll make you an all-pro. Yeah, that's what look, they do. That's they look they back do. home in Joplin, Missouri. Hey, Mr. Williams, you're a pretty big dude in green and yellow. Let's see what you look like in black and purple. Shit, just as big. <laughs> and you can dance. Let's play. Let's do this. So I'm going <laughs> with Raven. So that's our first disagreement there. Okay, yep. wild card one. Who do you have for the first AFC wild card? Um, probably the Chargers. Okay. Yep. Can't argue there. I'm. This one might shock you. I'm going with the Browns. Ooh. I'm going to go with the Browns with the wild first wild card spot. <laughs> that is, that's pretty shocking. <laughs> I'm not expecting that. Okay. Wild card two, who do you got? So I said the Chargers, and then I'm going to go ahead and say the Texans. I think Deshaun does enough to get them there. Okay. Dude, my wild card two. I've been just struggling, just trying to figure out out of the two teams what I want to choose. <sighs> do the... Do the injuries with the Chargers scare me enough to bounce them out? Can I change one of mine? You can change. Go ahead. Do I change the Chargers or Texans? Whoever you want, dude. This is your this is your predictions, not mine. I'm taking the Texans out, and I'm going to put the Buffalo Bills. You bastard. Uh, that so I'm trying to decide out the Chargers and Bills, and. Wow. Or is it the Jets? Oh, 
shit. This Dude, is it's, hard. It's very hard, right? Oh. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play wussy washy here. So our fantasy league, we do like a big prediction thing. Everybody does their predictions, exactly what we're going through now. Mm-hmm. And so usually I just copy and paste it over, but I'm gonna do a little different. So in there I said the Bills, but here I'm gonna say the Chargers as a succeed. So you're going the Browns and Chargers. Yeah. I just don't think the Browns are ready. I just think that they're going to win enough games in that division. And I don't know why. That division is hard. <laughs> that's like I, one of the – outside of the AFC West, that's one of the toughest fucking divisions. <laughs> Bro. Fuck it. The, fuck it. No. Nope. No, no, I let you change it, bitch. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> ooh. Ooh, name calling. That was impressive. No, I'm you did. I'm going to go with the Chargers and the Bills then. I'll take the Browns out. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know. If I so, that, so let's but. recap then. Division winners. We both have the Patriots. AFC West, we have the Chiefs. AFC South, we have the Jaguars. And then for the AFC North, we mixed it between Pittsburgh and the Ravens. I went with the Steelers. You went with the Ravens. And then for the wild card, after two changes by or a change by either of us, uh, you have the Buffalo Bills and the Chargers. And then I have the Chargers. We actually did the same. We have the Chargers and the Bills in the wild card because I scratched off the Texans. Yeah, I don't That's like gonna we, be, I don't like that we're so similar. It makes me actually want to go with the Browns just because we're we're not so. But no, we'll I'm not going to change it again. I'm not changing not? it. Okay. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm changing it again. I'm going back to my original. I'm going back to the original picks. To the Browns and Chargers. Yeah. Sorry, Bills. Still think you make it nine and seven and win me a lot of money, though. What if it's the Jets? What if we just overlook the Jets entirely? We're not overlooking the Jets. They're not ready. They're damn close. They are. They might be closer Next than year. the Bills. I don't think so. All number right. One, number one overall defense in the Bills. All right. I'm glad we're there. <laughs> You just just went away from it. (laughs) So, wild card. You have the Cleveland Browns and the Los Angeles Chargers, and I have the Chargers and the Bills. Yep, love it. Pretty good. Now, conference championship. Well, let's go to the NFC real quick. Let's do the NFCs. Oh, my bad. Completely forgetting about them. Yeah, that that whole other conference. Damn. Half (laughs) Running running out of paper. (laughs) (laughs) All right, NFC East. Who do you got? You said the East? Yeah. Cowboys. I'm going Eagles. There we go. There we go. Okay. NFC West. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'll talk. I'm going Rams. I'm going to Seattle. Okay. I think they shock a lot of people. I can't can't argue. Can't argue there. NFC North. I'll go again. Dang. Vikings. That fast? I'm going Packers. Okay. Dude, so we've been different all three here. Yeah. I think you're NFC, wrong a lot. I think you're wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> NFC South. The South. Um, Saints. Falcons. Wow. <laughs> Are you serious? You I'm dead they serious. Pull through? I yeah. think Andrew Bug hits them again. I don't. I think they're ready. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. How about this? 
number one seed in the is the Eagles. Number two seed is the Falcons. Okay. Cool. I think okay. it's gonna be. I think I think you're doubting the Cowboys a lot. I am. You're putting, you're putting way too much stock in Carson Wentz staying healthy for an entire season. Yeah, I'm sure I am because he's going to fucking do it. I don't think um, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do it in college. <laughs> Wild card. Who do you got? Um, so for me, I'll take the Eagles. Okay. I'm going to take the Saints as the top wild card. Okay. Wild card two. You go ahead. This one's hard. So I'm debating out of Seattle and the Packers. And I'm going to go Seattle. Okay. And my other one's going to be the Rams. Okay. So, so, I mean, overall, I guess we only had two teams different overall there. Just because of the wild cards. You just picked the teams that I had winning the division and vice versa. Okay. (laughs) All right. So. Do we want to go back over that again real quick? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So you had... The Eagles in the East, I had the Cowboys. In the West, you had the Rams, and I had Seattle. In the North, you had the Vikings, and I had the Packers. And in the South, you had the Falcons, and I had the Saints. So quite the shock there with the wild card going with you for the Saints in Seattle and in me, the Eagles, and the Rams. Either way, there's a lot of talented teams in the NFL, and I feel like there's so much more talent dispersed this year more than usual. Am I wrong there? Or am I just so involved in the NFL now that it's like, wow, I realize how close everything is. Uh, It kind of just feels like it's that it's that this year. Like there's, I can see like 10 teams from each conference making the playoffs. Like there's that limit there for sure. That's crazy. And we got to remember, there's always like this crazy turnaround of like five teams, five or six teams that don't make the playoffs a year before make Mm -hmm. it. And so I tried to like put that into account here. And so that's why I went with Jaguars, Browns, and Bills. Um, or sorry, I went with the Chargers, right? So mm-hmm. so those two. And then the Vikings, the Falcons. So I went with four. I have four teams that didn't make the playoffs last year. Yep. Right on then. So now now that we have the division winners and the wild card done, we need to move to the next step of the playoffs, the cha- the conference championship. Yes. AFC, who do you have? I hate it. I'm doing it, but I'm just going repeat of last year. I got the Chiefs versus the Patriots. I'm I mean, I'm the same there. It's it's shitty. Like I didn't want to do it, but there's You not- know what? I'm going to say the Pats lose. Okay. You know who they lose to? Who? They're going to lose to the Jags. I, dude, I, dude, I would love it. I wouldn't be able to I think they do. AFC Championship with me and you, but that'd be awesome. I, I, I honestly, I have that feeling. I really I mean, do. They the have, Patriots are terrified of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> they are 100%. That defensive line scares the shit out of Bill Belichick. And their corner and their their corners and their safeties are good enough to contain his receivers. And Miles Jack is just fast enough to contain anything underneath. I hope you're right, dude. That'd be fucking awesome. I'd love it. That's where I'm at. So NFC, who do you have? I have the Eagles versus the Falcons. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I'm going to go 
the Packers versus the Saints. Okay. I mean, I can't believe you're sleeping on the Packers this much. I can't believe you're sleeping on the Falcons this much. It's not about sleeping on them. It's just the injuries that took place last year. And, I mean, coming off an injury, that's not an easy thing to do. And when your entire – pretty much your entire defense did, that's where my hiccup is with it. Yeah, that's- if if Matt Ryan can, leaves off from where he did last year and Austin Hooper takes another step, I mean, yeah, then I could very possibly be wrong. And they're, and they're going to knock the Saints out. I yeah. get the Saints are going to be the ones that – it's going to be three years in a row of just – a very disappointing end to a great regular season. Yeah, but and I'm the not Packers, sleeping, on, I'm I'm not on, sleeping on the Packers. Like that, that was on. I know that we went back and forth on the AFC, like talking through it. But my the hardest decision was deciding out of the Seahawks and Packers for that six mm. month. It was very hard. I just I overthought this for the last like two days because I knew <laughs> we were talking about this. So I, I just made that decision. I didn't want to change it. So. Um, I get you, man. Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. That offense is going to be good. I'm so high on Aaron Jones this year, and the defense—they got new guys, man. They're going to be—they're going to be strong. So yeah. I'm with. Okay, who do you have your, as your Super Bowl? If you don't pick the Jags, I'm hanging up right now. Yeah, right. Okay, you know exactly <laughs> who I'm t- taking. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Packers. I'm going to repeat a Super Bowl one, baby. I love it. Okay. I'm going with the Chiefs. And I'm, and I'm going with the Falcons. The Tony Gonzalez Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's what that would be called. The, the Tony G Bowl and the Super Bowl one repeat. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Yeah, cool. dudes. That's going to be an exciting playoffs. I mean, I'm sure we're wrong on maybe half of this. There's 100%. a good possibility. We're just like, this. yeah, dude, this is like picking the brackets for March Madness, dude. Nobody's ever right. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool, man. I, I like yours, dude. And maybe I like it because you have the Jags going further than I do. But yeah. cool, I, just, I, I really have a lot of trust in them. And I, I. Sorry for the stuttering. here. Let me get myself gathered up. I have a lot of faith in them. And if they don't do well, I'm going to be disappointed. I will, too. Dude, my actually my dad called me today. He's like, "Hey, got an open tea time next Sunday, seven thirty. He's like, "You want in?" Because I'm usually like, "Yeah, of course." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Ah, can't." He's like, "What? Why?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's opening weekend. I need I need a solid <laughs> I need a solid three or four hours before this Jags Chiefs game. <laughs> prepared for it." Oh, dude. I yeah. cannot miss that game next week. I cannot. I'm going to push my flight back. Like, nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, you should. You yeah. should. Okay. Watch the game in a freaking airport in Austin, Texas. What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> let's, do, let's do our season uh, season re- awards. Yes. I stubborn. So, no, you're good, dude. Starting with the big one, the MVP. Who do you have? I have Matt Ryan. Wow. Now I've been uh, I've been rolling this in my mind here since we started, honestly. And I don't know if I pick a guy who's going to repeat, or if I pick a guy who is just coming to the season so pissed off and tired of hearing everything that happened about him in the off season, in Aaron Rodgers. And I really don't know. And it's not because I have both of them in my Super Bowl. I honestly just kind of I didn't prep for this. 
I wanted this to be all natural. I wanted to be like, I just wanted to trust myself off the bat because I know if I overthink things, I'm going to screw myself up and if something's going to happen, I'm going to go shit. I actually felt that way. So this was all like, all right, NFC East Cowboys, like one, like the defensive line, the offense, three headed monster, Zeke Cooper and Prescott. Like I want to see that take place and their defense is set. So yeah, I 100% through this. So now with my MVP, yeah, I'm picking Rodgers. Yeah, okay. I'm picking Rodgers. I like it. Um, <clears throat> before before we go here, we picked who was going to the Super Bowl. We didn't pick who won it. Yeah, it's because I haven't decided yet. <laughs> do we want to? Do we want to pick a winner? Do we just want to pick the the game itself? Let's just pick the game itself right now. All right, I kind of <laughs> like that though. I like yeah. it. Let everyone else talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So. Obviously, a lot of the time, Offensive Player of the Year becomes the MVP. Every once in a while, it's different. So let's go with an Offensive Player of the Year. Who do you have? Oh, shit. So pretty much MVP is going to be quarterback. Offensive Player of the Year is going to be the running back, the best running back in the league. I'm thinking it's going to be Zeke. I think it's Zeke. I think it's Zeke? That's that's solid right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go Julio Jones. Wow. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not having oh. the same team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why am I going away from what I have written down? I don't care. I'm just gonna go with what I have written down. I'm not. I'm going with another quarterback, and I'm going with Jared Goff. What? Yep. I think he barely misses out on MVP, but they give him Offensive Player of the Year. What? It makes no sense whatsoever. It makes no, no sense. It makes none whatsoever. <laughs> but mainly, I'm what I'm trying to get at here is all off season. I've been telling you that I thought Jared Goff was going to win MVP, and I yeah away from that with the and I just want to give him some sort of credit to show that I was high on him. If I'm right or wrong, I don't care. I want to own it, so I'm going to go with Jared Goff. So pretty much, you're just trying to say, hey, I've been talking about him all season. I got to live up to it here too. Yeah. Exactly. Another guy that I would put at offensive player of the year that made a you know had a lot of offseason noise, Tyreek Hill. Oh, one hundred percent. I yeah. think this is his I'm a receiver and I'm gonna be an all all pro pro bowl wide receiver. I think that's what he's no more a return specialist, Mr. Ramsey. He's a wide receiver and you better get used to it week one because I'm fucking ready. You can shadow his ass all you want. Dude, he's going to shadow him when he runs back and forth in motion three or four times. Yeah. Not. Yeah, he will. He does that all the time. Can't wait. I cannot fucking wait. <sighs> Me either. Me I'm either. pushing my flight back. Fuck it. I cannot fly in the <laughs> afternoon and miss this fucking game. I can't. This is for, con- this is for you guys. Yeah. Oh, God. Moving on. Defensive player of the year. What do you got? Damn it, why you gotta make me go first? You go first. I've been going first on everyone, but I'll go again. Uh, this one was super hard, and it's weird because I'm going with somebody that I don't think is going to win, make the playoffs. I'm going with Von Miller. Quite the shock here. I think that he's going to have a huge year in Vic Fangio's defense. I think yeah. that team's not going to be good, but I think that he's going to have a monster year with Chubb on the other side with his now in his second full year. Damn. So me, I'm trying to think of all like the top names 
on defensive wise in the NFL besides the obvious ones. But when you look at Khalil Mack and you look at Aaron Donald, it's hard to distinguish between those two. Dude, he's so not he's not winning three years in a row. Like he's not. You don't think so? No. Just for that reason? You scared me enough, I'm going with Khalil Mack. <laughs> but to his defense, he shouldn't have won it two years ago. Clay's Campbell should have won it, but so Oh, here we go. There we go. Yeah. What's up, Jax man? I mean, dude, you look at the numbers. Clay's Campbell <laughs> had a better year than Aaron Donald two years ago. Look, look at the numbers, man. Look at the numbers don't lie. They don't lie, and the Jags won an AFC championship game as well. I know. So offensive rookie of the year. You want me to go first again? Nope. I'm going Miles Sanders. Okay. I'll go with the other running back in Josh Jacobs. How we left out Mr. Montgomery, I don't know. I mean, I I think that they're actually going to be down enough this year, and I know a lot of people are shocked that neither of us picked the Bears to even make the playoffs. But I think their their defense isn't going to be as good. They're going to be down a little bit more. And I know that Montgomery can make and can catch the ball, but I think they'll use Cohen just enough that it hurts him. Yep, they're with you now. Defensive rookie of the year. I'll go first. Okay. No, I'm not going Josh Allen. Everyone, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going Devin Bush. From the Steelers. From the Steelers. Dang. Who's a good young safety that was drafted? Uh, the Chargers drafted one. No, I'm not going with the kid out of the Delaware. Yeah. What no. other safeties were there in early? Juan Thornhill. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not doing that. Um, I'm actually going to go with Josh Allen. Cool. What I saw in that preseason game, Totally. Uh, it was very hard for me not to go with him. I just have watched a lot of Steelers preseason the last couple of days, and dude, Devin Bush has been everywhere. So, Do you know what? I'm changing my defensive player of the year to Miles Garrett. His team's not going to make the playoff, similar to what you had for offensive player of the year or defense player of the year as well. Miles Garrett. Okay. I think, yeah. Okay. I think so much attention is going to be placed on that team. And they're going to look and go, dang, he had over 13 sacks, this many pressures, this many tackles for loss. Yep, that's where I'm going. I can't believe I forgot about that. I told myself that's what I wanted before we aired because that was the one that I really put a lot of thought into. Okay, cool. I can't. Yep. I stuck with the AFC there on the defensive players, but, you know, Uh, it is what it is. Comeback player of the year. Oh, boy. Emmanuel Sanders. Ooh, I like that one. That's good. I have Carson Wentz. That is another good one. Damn. And coach of the year. Andy Reid, dude. He fucking deserves it. The fact that he's been missing it this light, this lately, I think he finally gets his team to the Super Bowl and he's going to win it and they're not going to have a fucking choice. Okay. Sorry for the F-bombs, but damn. Uh, you don't have to fucking apologize. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Dan Quinn. What? 
the dude's pretty much on the hot seat, I feel like. Yeah, he's also going to the Super Bowl, so there we go. <laughs> All right. Bam, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so he won't be on the hot seat when he goes to his second Super Bowl in oh. years. four years, whatever it is. There we well, go. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. There, Yeah, there we are. So let's go ahead and get this in uh, on social. We'll go ahead and probably get this in tomorrow once the show drops. Let you guys vote on it as well. You let us know where we're wrong, where we're right. Get some discussions going. I really want some matches on the Twitter feed with, hey, you're wrong. Nope, I'm right. da 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 da, da. And I want to have some fun with it. Me too. Me too. A Labor Day special because I got no fucking internet. So someone help me. <laughs> I moved yesterday. I had an appointment to get Google Fiber this morning at 8 a.m. Um, anyone from Google Fiber listening, I slept in my appointment, and I'm sorry. But a day of moving and then waking up at 8 a.m. the next day was not my brightest idea. And when I woke up at 9.30, I said, fuck, because I knew I would not have internet. And I need it because I'm about to have a fantasy draft directly after this recording. And yikes, dude. You got to do it on your phone, just like how you did this recording. Anybody, yep. <laughs> you notice that he sounds a little different when we're done recording here. It is because he sounds different, because he's doing this from his phone. Yep, headphone speaker. What's up, baby? Yep, here we so go. I do, I do apologize for one of our biggest episodes not being technically sound. This is my fault. I slept in this morning like a piece of shit. So that is where we are at. And hopefully I can make it up to you guys by being right in everything that I stated. And if so, we're doing this again every year. I'm doing it from a phone <laughs> on my predictions. We're way past this, but I'm going to do it right now just because. Can I change my offensive player of the year? Jesus Christ. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. I this don't... far in? I We're ending the show. I know. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like the two quarterbacks. It's been bothering me ever since I did it. It doesn't make any sense. God. Yeah. What do you got? Can I do Alvin Kamara, please? Oh, all right. That's good. I I apologize, everyone. We we clearly weren't prepared. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. We today we've been talking football. Shit, bro. Literally the end of the hey. Can I change who goes to the Super Bowl? <laughs> Not who goes to the Super Bowl, just offensive player of the year. Come on. That's a pretty big one. Oh, Jared, pretty, oh Jared Goff. I'll go Jared Goff. Dude, he's going to have a monster year. He is. No, he's not. Yes, he no, he's is. Not. Nope. He's going to have a mediocre year. And Sean McVay is going to go, you know what? Let me take Jacob Eason. We're going to do the same shit next year. Okay. All right. Just because everybody cares so much about this. All right. So we have a couple bets. Actually, I don't even know what we have now, now that the Chargers one's out the door. We have a Lamar Jackson <laughs> one. We have – I have them written down over here. Um, but let's do a little bet here. Yeah, okay, so we have – yeah, so we only have the Lamar Jackson bet at this point. You say that he's going to have an average year. So last year, Jared Goff had 4,600 yards, 32 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Mm-hmm. What do you think he has this year? How many touchdowns did he have last year? 32. I'm going to say he has 28. Yards? How many did he have last year? 4,600 and change. 
I'm going to say he has about 4,200 yards. Interceptions. 15. <clears throat> I will say he does better than all of those categories. All right. We're going to put this as a bet? Yep. Okay. All right, I'm writing this down. 4,200. 28 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Okay, cool. All right, that's another bet for us. Pleasure doing business with you. (laughs) And everybody, thank you for tuning in. We're excited. Next episode is going to be game previews, which I'm so excited for. Here we go. Dude. Before we tell, I know everybody's like, okay, end this episode. Uh, how'd you like college football this weekend? I know you moved, but you, I'm sure you watched a few things here and there, right? Not at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, I know Texas won. I got an update when they started that they had fumbled in the red zone, and that's all I heard for the rest of the day. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, right. my bad. Sorry, bro. <laughs> oh, you're good. Uh, well, hey, the Utes won on Thursday there night. There we go. So, the nine has come. Yep, the nine has come. So, all right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, We appreciate you guys, and tonight we've been talking football.